morning and welcome here. December has arrived. Today is the first Sunday of Advent and our theme is hope. I hope that as this morning carries on, you will really feel um, blessed and encouraged in your walk with Jesus. And um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really great morning. So glad you're here. Let's start by singing together, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. that are listed there. Tonight at 7 p.m. is Carol Fest at MCI, and I invite you to join us. Dorothy Hill and others have worked really hard to put that event together, and it's a great way to kick off the Christmas season. On Thursday evening at 7, there is an adult Christmas social here at the church, so if that suits your schedule, I hope that you'll be able to come and join us. December 15th um, is the Christmas concert here at the church. Amber Wright is kind of giving point or direction to that. So if you have something, a song, a reading, whatever, if you've got something you want to contribute, let Amber know and she's going to put the program together for us. I know that Gord has an announcement. So if you want to come up and do that, that would be great. Good morning. Um, part of the life of the church is periodically we do a, a church review, uh, and it is that time of the life cycle of the church again. We um, have a, a form on the back. Many of them were given out on a, a meeting on last week. Uh, everyone that considers 
Pastor McGregor EMC is your home church. Whether you're a member or not, we would encourage you to take one, read it over, fill it out. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to contact myself or any of the board members. Uh, not ideal because it is sort of circled the most appropriate letter. Um, we continue to go with that because it gives us continuity through everybody that's answering. Um, but there is also lots of room to write down um, context. So if there is something that is really, that you really, really appreciate about the church, about um, one of the, any of the ministries in the church, write it down if there's concerns, write it down so that as we evaluate these or as we go through them, tally them, we can, we have context. So uh, I'll be in the back after the service this morning. You can grab a, a paper and uh, we would like them back. Uh, next Sunday would be ideal, just so that we can get on these things. If we drag it out, it just never gets finished. So, um, but if you have any questions, feel free to talk to me afterwards. Thank you. You'll see December 17th, there's a come and go for Tina Taves' 90th birthday. So you can mark that on your calendars as well. Does anyone else have an announcement that needs to be highlighted this morning? Okay, with this being the first Sunday of Advent, we will have our first Advent candle lighting. Andy and Betty Penner are gonna come up and do that for us now. One week of hope. Every year for the four Sundays leading up to Christmas, we celebrate the season of Advent, a time where we look forward to the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ, both in the manger as well when he will one day come again. This year, during the Advent season, we focus on four feelings, four truths that we experience as we wait for the arrival of our Lord. This first week in Advent is all about hope. So I ask you to think about the hope as you hear Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21 to 24. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. God's mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in the Lord. And now we light the first candle as a reminder of the hope we have this Advent season. As we watch it burn, let us be reminded that our hope is well-placed in our God. Please stand to sing with us. Yeah. 
team takes a seat, I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 6. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. 
Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you, worship team. Uh, if you want to grab your uh, bulletins, um, there are a number of things that we can pray for, and we want to encourage you to continue to remember um, to, pr uh, to pray for these uh, situations and individuals. Um, so we're just going to go into a time of prayer. I'll allow you to read them. Um, God, we just want to come before you this morning, and we're just so thankful, God, for the hope that we have in you. And we just, uh, part of our hope is that we, we lift um, people and individuals before, in uh, situations before you, God, and we just uh, seek your, your intervention and your direction, God. So we just want to continue to pray for Elvira. Lord, we pray for uh, healing, pray for strength. God, we just uh, thank you um, that she is closer to home, and we just pray, Lord, that you would encourage her this morning. We uh, think of um, the family of Bev Wolf. Lord, we just pray, God, that, uh, um, yeah, that you would use a situation that can be hard and um, tough to deal with or tough to know what to do with. God, but we just pray that you would... Uh, you would shine through in that, that you would use some conversation, some thoughts, some memory, some verse, Lord, to uh, draw family to you, to encourage them. Lord, and we think of others that have lost loved ones in the, um, the, the little, last little while, God, we just pray for peace. God, we, uh, we're just so thankful that you give peace that we can't understand. So we just thank you for that, Lord. We want to think of um, those within our congregation that are not well right now lord we just pray that you would touch each individual each family member god that there would be a unity of love of peace of spirit in the families we pray god that you would encourage and strengthen and most of all god that you would reveal um, in a thousand different ways god that you would reveal how much you love them and we just want to thank you for each person that has uh, been a part of this uh, this family, and uh, we just ask God that you would um, undertake for them today. Lord, as we go into the service, we just want to thank you for uh, and the kids that are here. We pray that as they go to uh, Children's Church, that you would just encourage, that you would, it would be a time of teaching and learning for them. And God, we just want to thank you for allowing us to gather like this, worship you um, corporately uh, as a group, and yet... Uh, we're just thankful, God, that you speak to each one of us in individual ways as well. Amen. So we have a bit of a treat here this morning. Um, I'm going to ask Wayne to come up. He's got something he would like to share about what God's been doing in his life. And any kids, you're dismissed to Children's Church. Thank you. Hebrews 6.19. Hope is an anchor for the soul. We started our journey to Delray Beach, Florida with hope. The reason for our journey, the reason for our journey was that in 2021, I started a series of tests, including an MRI and biopsy, and in July 2022, we learned that I had prostate cancer. After hearing what the specialist in Winnipeg recommended, and being the uh, 
compliant and always doing what I am told type of a guy, I began to research alternatives. This led us to the clinic in Florida that performs a procedure not even offered in Canada. We believe that God led us to this clinic and it was amazing how quickly things fell into place once they received all my medical records. We got the phone call on Wednesday, August 24th, confirming that I was a candidate. <clears throat> it was during this waiting time that God gave me the Oak Ridge Boys version of the song, God Will Take Care of You. This became my theme song, which I listened to probably thousands of times. Our road trip began on September 1st. Trying to make the most of the road trip, we set our sights on Williamstown, Kentucky to visit the Ark Encounter. We arrived there on the 36th day of their annual 40 days and nights of gospel concerts. This was exactly what we needed. And it was such a blessing to listen to the beautiful harmonies. On Tuesday, September 6th, we arrived at the Sperling Cancer Clinic for an MRI and consultation with Dr. Sperling. He was very thorough in his explanation of the procedure, showing us the images on a TV screen and his assurance and confidence in the way that he said, Wayne, after performing almost 3,000 procedures, I have not had one unsuccessful, and you will not be my first. The next day, we had a day of, of relaxing, which was the Wednesday, and the procedure was done on Thursday, September 8th. This procedure required me to lay completely still, face down, for six hours in an MRI machine while the team used the MRI image to direct the laser. I remember my theme song going through my mind as I was being placed in the MRI. I was not put completely under, but sedated to the point that I don't remember a thing except somebody holding my legs still. The last thing you want to hear is a doctor saying, oops, when he's shooting a laser. Again, being the compliant and cooperative person that Wayne always is, his time in the recovery room was somewhat eventful. He was anything but compliant, and I'll give you details if you want but later, but not appropriate here. <laughs> he was finally discharged around midnight, and the orderlies helped Wayne to the car. He was given a walker, which he promptly picked up and carried. During our drive back to the hotel, his backseat driving instructions were less than useful, as he suggested the red light should just be ignored and carry on. At the hotel, he again picked up his walker and carried it, and he remembers none of this. On Friday, we returned to the clinic for the follow-up, and Dr. Sperling showed us the images where, that were now clear and the cancer was gone, Com completely gone. After four months of recovery at home and returning to work, and I'll just fill in a little bit here, four months is the maximum someone my age can get uh, disability. So, you know, I'm past the 65, so four months. So I did the whole four months, and then I started, I started hauling trailers from, uh, for Burbank, from Boise, Idaho. The first thing my boss did was when I came back to work was he took me to Winnipeg to pick up my brand new truck and that was the third brand new truck in four years. And it's not that I am abusing them, it's just that 
the run that I was on, I put too many miles on for the warranty program they had. So he said, Wayne, you're going to have to get into another new truck. I said, okay. So then um, I began. They had ordered 10 new traders from, from uh, Trinity Trader in Boise, Idaho, and I remember doing, doing seven out of the 10. During one of those trips, I received a six-month check-in call from the nurse at the clinic. I had been feeling somewhat frustrated with the recovery process. She informed me that, and she said this four times, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys send in their medical information hoping to have this procedure done. And for whatever reason, many, many are rejected. I had nothing to complain about. And she re reminded me that the cancer was gone. I did go into uh, one of the ladies' office in uh, Burbank, her name is Paula, and I walked into her office and I said, Paula, I think I'm gonna have a baby. She looks at me like, what are you talking about? Have you talked to Valerie about this? I said, well, not yet. And there, she said, well, what, like what? And I said, well, one of the young mechanics, he, him and his wife had a baby and he was able to go on 35 weeks of of uh, a parental leave. I said, well, I guess we should have another baby because I only got 17 weeks. So anyways, that's just my dad humor. Our hope was for a positive outcome. God was with us and he carried us through this journey. We believe that he will continue to be there for whatever lies ahead. We physically traveled this journey, but we felt the prayers of many people along the way. Somebody's praying, I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Somebody's praying for me. Angels are watching. I can feel them. Angels are watching over me. There's many miles ahead till I get home. Still I'm safely kept before your throne. Cause Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Your angels are watching over me. Well, I've walked the barren wilderness where my 
pillow was a stone And I've been through the darkest caverns Where no light had ever shone Still I went on Cause there was someone Who was down on their knees Lord, I thank you for those people Praying all this time for me Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. Somebody's praying. I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, somebody's praying for me. And it's Jesus, and he sits at the right And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he prays for us, his precious ones. And we thank you, Lord. So, April 20th of 24, doing a hymn sing in Winkler. The... Winkler Evangelical Mennonite Mission Church. It was going to be at a different church, but they don't want to. They don't want us in there Saturday night. Uh, April twentieth is a Saturday night, so we're going to uh, the Winkler Evangelical Mennonite Mission Church, and then the very next night, and and that concert will be to raise funds for One Hope Canada as a whole. The very next night, Sunday, April twenty-first, we're in this church. And uh, um, that one is for, for Valley View Bible Camp. So um, we are going to do a song together, and then you can all join my choir. It is just a chorus of a song, and I'll go through it the first time, and then you can all join in. All night, all day, angels watching over me, my Lord. All night, all day, angels watching over me. Join in, please. All night, all day, angels watching over me, my Lord. All night, all day, angels watching over me. 
more time. forget the that phone call you gave me where we we talked for a solid hour about that and just prayer and I came close to tears a couple times and then the even better phone call that I got after that where all clear that was one of those times where you can see God at work right and that was that was wonderful Today is the first week of Advent, the week where we talk about hope. And the kind of hope that we talk about at Advent is not what most people think of when they think of the word hope. I think when most people think of the word hope, then they kind of think of faith. They kind of think to have the feeling things will get better even though you have no reason to think that. That's not what a Christian understanding of hope is. That isn't what a Christian understanding of hope is by a long shot. Isaiah chapter 9, starting in verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increase their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. Hope. The people walking in darkness. That's what it's like without hope, isn't it? It is just a plodding along. It is just a continuing on. It is just a one foot after the other waiting for something. But it is darkness for what is at the end except another tomorrow until you've run out. That is what life is far too often like. That is what our day-to-day -day is far too often like. That is what it is like for all people the world over. 
all people, that is, except for the followers of God. Because we have something else. We have something else. We have this. In the beginning, where we see God reach out to his people, we see God talk to Abraham. I will make of you a great nation. Abraham wonders, how is this going to possibly happen? He doesn't have any kids at that point. I will make of you a great nation, the Lord says. And then it goes on. He only has two kids that we read, and then God continues to act through the family. God continues to do big things through his family. They are his children. They are his people, and he is their God. And so we go on. And they find themselves in the hardest of situations. They find themselves in the most difficult of times. And they call out, and God is there. God comes for them. To the point that what started off as one man and his God turns into a family and his God turns into countless people and their God. And when they call out, the Lord is there because they are his people and he is their God. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. The people of God find themselves in problem after problem, don't they? The people of God find themselves under the yoke of Pharaoh, enslaved by him. The people of God find themselves wandering through the wilderness, no idea what tomorrow will bring other than that tomorrow will be more of the same. The people of God find themselves in their promised land eventually, only for them to find themselves at the pointy end of the stored, at the pointy end of the enslavement of people after people after people. And then, possibly worst of all, the people of God find themselves with their own kings over them, and the yoke that those kings place upon them is possibly harder than anything that they have endured yet. Then the people of God find themselves off in exile. And every time they cry out to the Lord, Every time they call out to our God, do not forget us. You were the God of our ancestors. You were there for them. Please do not forget us now. And every time our Lord comes. Hope. It is a hope that is based 
not on nothing. It is a hope that is based on the fact that when the people of the Lord cried out, he came for them. And as the story goes on, you begin to get more of an understanding. Why is it that God comes? Why is it that he comes when we call him? Why is it that the Lord does these things? And we get that because when the Romans came, and the Romans had them under their boot, and they called out something else entirely than what we expected happened. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God came himself. Why is it that God keeps coming when it is that we need him? Because he loves us. Because he loves us. To the point that he came into that manger all of those years ago. people still walk in darkness, ourselves very much so, more days than not included. You turn on the news and, you know what, we got a map here. It's hard not to get discouraged, it's hard not to get concerned when there is an active conflict going on here. Oh, there's gonna be one there probably two years from now. There is, oh, right, there, 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 and there. Right now there's COP28 going on, so we are keenly reminded that if we don't do something that seems impossible, then pretty much everybody that is right there is going to suffer the results of it. It's easy enough to feel like there is nothing. And it's easy enough to feel like we are living in a time of darkness because we keep seeing how that is the case, right? We keep seeing how, what is the future for us? And so we find ourselves just in that state of waiting, that state of wondering, that state of Tomorrow comes and the day after, but what then, right? But we are still the people of God, are we not? We are still the people who when they cried out, their Lord came for them again and again and again and again. We are still the people who God loves so much that he came himself 
a child born in a manger all those years ago. We are still God's people. And so we have hope. We have hope not based on blind belief. We have hope not based on nothing. We have hope because our Lord has given us nothing but reasons to place our hope in him. And so while the world waits in darkness, we have a light. While the world waits wondering what tomorrow will bring, we have that reminder that our God loves us. And so whatever it will be, it will turn out in the end. Because it always has. And so it always will. And so, that is what we need to remember on this first Sunday, the Sunday of hope. Our God loves us. Our God has always come when we have needed him. Our God loves us to the point that he himself was born a child. And so while it is hard not to fret, while it is hard not to get discouraged, while it is hard to not get wrapped up in everything, have hope. Because our God has given us 3,000 years of reasons that we can have hope now. Also remember that much of the world doesn't have the same hope that we do. So everything that we should do, Lord willing, let's make it bring that light of that hope out to them. Because can you imagine what it is without hope? Hope. If you are able, I invite you to stand and we will sing Hope of the Nations in closing.
And for today's benediction, we leave you with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be with your spirit. There are many reasons to hope. Go forth today and live them out. Jesus, hope of the nations. Jesus, comfort for all who mourn. You are the source of heaven's hope on earth. Jesus, light in the darkness. Jesus, truth in each circumstance. You are the source of heaven's light on earth. In history, you lived and died. You broke the chains. You rose to life. You are the hope living in us. You are the rock in him we trust. You are the light shining for Thank mm-hmm. you.